You're listening to How It's About. We are still about. Turns out. <laughs> Enjoyed this episode on Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam is an absolutely wonderful place. Uh, the season in which we arrived, as far as just humans and our journey, was a bit rough. I was pretty sick, physically sick. Uh, I'd gotten quite a sinus infection in Taiwan from the coughing San Diego man, most likely, on a trolley up in the mountains. Uh, and uh, I actually still have it a little bit. Hopefully it's not something weird. Uh, this is like a month and a half later. Anyway, um, I was feeling pretty sick. Uh, Lauren, uh, homesick, I think is a way we could describe some of her state of being. Definitely, <laughs> yes. And so we came into Vietnam, culture shock, uh, and different than other times in our journey, really, I think without fail, every few days or week we were visiting with people we knew or friends of friends. We always had a connection. Vietnam, we had no connection. Right, so this was kind of our first time really venturing out into what is this like to be traveling as normal life for us because everywhere else it was like kind of like meeting with friends and family. It was, it was, it was chill, it was fun. And this was, this was getting into the nitty gritty. We had very little plan. We had a lot of really good information um, that some of our friends and family had shared with us of what to do and, and what to go see. And we did that and that, we'll tell you all about that. It was incredible. But just, just what was going on with us during the time um, was definitely kind of a, a marker in our, in our trip of just, wow, kind of grappling with a little bit of the harder stuff of, of traveling. And um, yeah, there was a lot of patience for each other and a lot of failure to have patience for each other during that time. And yeah, we just had to have a lot of conversations and, and work through stuff, but it was, it was really good. So. so a lot of people go to Vietnam, they, they travel south to north, they'll go to the more modern city down south and work their way up north. We started in the kind of old part of the country, the North Hanoi area, and um, we arrived late at night and ended up sharing a taxi with a kid from Scandinavia, and he thought he was going to get an easy ride to his destination, and boy was he wrong, uh, because our uh, Grab, which is kind of like Uber, our Grab driver uh, got really frustrated because he couldn't find our Airbnb, which is way outside the city in the in middle the of nowhere. sketchiest neighborhood. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean... <laughs> By the train. Yeah, I don't even know how to frame the the area we got dropped off in. At one point, we, we stopped, and... and the driver walked out of the car and asked these guys that were sleeping on the ground by the train where to go, and I had to hand my phone to somebody to call and talk, and, and this is all at midnight, and there are no street lights, and it, it, there's smoke everywhere. Anyway, we finally walked the last five, ten minutes to our Airbnb. We made it. It was we, fine. We, we made it. Finally, some lady walked out and was like, oh, you're here, and she rolled back the barbed wire gate of her place, and we walked in. So that was... Vietnam woke woke up the next day. And well, that's realized, what we thought Vietnam was. Yes, yeah. <laughs> turns out <laughs> that was our intro, though I should say. Um, and we knew there was really awesome places in Hanoi to go. We just happened to choose a place to stay that was not it. Um, and we uh, the next day made it over to the old quarter, which is phenomenal. It is, it is absolutely what you'd hope um, to find. You know, people say when you go way north, uh, you know, you can find. Vietnam like maybe it was a while ago and you know parts of even Hanoi are like that I think where in the old quarter you know people are just chopping pork on the sidewalk and everything is just hustle and bustle and people are honking nonstop 
Absolutely nonstop. Yeah, the, it's super busy in the streets. Everyone's going places, but everywhere you go, people are also working on projects for their for their buildings. It's so it's so interesting. People are like constantly welding and doing like mm-hmm. carpentry just right there on the sidewalk as you're walking past there's like food being made and then right next to it there's like welding and so we just felt like the people there are constantly working to improve the beauty of the place which is really cool um i noticed that the architecture there is really um uh, detailed and beautiful like they really pay very close attention to like their the houses are just the lines are very clean and nice and I don't know it just was really detailed and beautiful like the architecture there is just oh yeah and the old quarter we didn't yeah. even really dive into it it's steeped in history each mm-hmm. each of the different streets is named after a resource like silk or There's silk road um, wood yeah and wood gold. and gold and so you can get different resources uh, on different it's almost like settlers or something no <laughs> <laughs> but uh you can actually walk down these streets still, and yep, there. Sure enough, there's the silk, or there's this, and yes. um, that you can get the famous egg coffee, which at Chang uh, Cafe. Uh, oh, they, the they egg whip up coffee. a fresh egg in the coffee. It's like an egg latte. It, it is. It's everything you'd hope it would be. So good. Also, so coffee good. there is served with um, sweetened condensed milk. Sweetened condensed milk. Mm-hmm. That's what you have with your coffee, and it is so it's good. It's really good. I think. I think we're going to bring that habit back to mm-hmm. the States. And getting around the old quarter and actually Hanoi in general, we most often used grab bikes. So a guy on a motorbike will roll up after you've hit the little motorbike symbol on your oh. app and you literally grab this person. You just grab their back <laughs> and they ride away into the, uh, the organism that is traffic. Oh uh, it fluxes gosh. and flows and moves and just... It's amazing. And for the first 10 seconds, you're like, yep, this is my last 10 seconds on earth. And then you don't die. And then the the honking continues and then you still don't die. Maybe your knee brushes another motorbike and, you know, you get hit by a bunch of straw from some stack too high on another motorbike, Mm -hmm. but you still made it through somehow. So anyway, it's uh, old quarter Hanoi is rowdy and raw and fun. And we really did like it. Um, And all the hostels we stayed at were super clean and nice and beautiful. Mm -hmm. And they they really paid a lot of attention to detail. Yeah, they take a lot of pride in in, in what they produce and what they present to people. We, of course, ate pho for just about every meal. Yeah, breakfast. Um, Yeah, it's a breakfast food. Didn't know that. So much pho. So good. Yes. Um, Yes. Man. While we were there, we got to do something really cool, which was hunt down a Loudon family treasure. Um, some of you may know my great uncle Ev passed away last year, but he was a um, a POW for seven years in Vietnam. In Hanoi. Yeah. Oh, in Hanoi. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, they were moved around a few mm-hmm. times, but um, his plane was thought to have been shot down. Although he went back and visited the plane and kind of assessed it and realized that maybe some something something else happened. Um, but so his plane has been held or just kept in Hanoi and so we just searched on the internet and hunted it down and found it at the Air Defense Museum mm-hmm. in Hanoi which was super super special we took a video and sent it out to the family yeah and, and there's a plaque and everything it that has states his name, his name. On yeah. It. yeah really 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 cool unbelievable yeah, to connect that piece of uh, yeah. both uh, our history and and her family history was a very special powerful moment and yeah. um that kind of highlights a bit of you know, a, a trend in our Vietnam trip of being aware, you know, the Vietnam War and how that's impacted the country and seeing uh, 
pieces of the history from another perspective and also yeah. just just seeing a land that is beautiful and is is still healing yeah um, and so we very much from the start seeing that it brought it so close to home and we were aware yeah. i think for the rest of vietnam uh, of its history you yeah know, even in, even as that continues mm-hmm. to, to heal and so that that was a big part of our vietnam experience as well absolutely so for the adventure that we want to highlight it's a tough choice there was a bunch of them but Cat Ba Island and Haolong Bay, um, the first big trip adventure out of Hanoi that we went on, uh, I think really stands out uh, for a, a number of reasons. One of which we got to our hostel and we made a friend pretty quickly, a young man named Piotr, Piotr uh, from, from Poland. And uh, yeah, just an awesome young man, very excitable. And he just said, Do you guys want to go explore the island tomorrow by motorbike? And we're like, well, listen, Piotr, we haven't done the motorbike thing yet. And, you know, we might not be as fast as you are. And uh, da, 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 da. And he had done lots of motorbikes. He was and like, you must do it. You must do it. You have to. So he was a very excitable young man and talk, <laughs> talked us into all kinds of things. Oh, yeah. Um, but <laughs> so we acted like we were 19-year-old Europeans and just rented a motorbike and zipped all over Catbot Island. And it was great. It was super easy, lots of fun. Um, and these islands are so cool. There's uh, these rocks that just stick out of the sea, and they're shaped like, like little diglets. <laughs> diglets, like the Pokemon. Like the Pokemon yes. diglet. Um, you know, but the island proper, Catba, Catba <laughs> Island is a, it's a mountainous little island, and you can explore the roads inland. And there's caves. We actually hiked to the top of a mountain in the national park there. Beautiful there's views. a particular cave called the Hospital Cave, which is actually. Um, was used during the Vietnam War, which, of course, they would call the American War. Um, yeah, the Viet Cong dug it out and made it as a hospital, so we got to go inside and kind of climb around. And Very elaborate, different rooms yeah. and a mm-hmm. kitchen and uh, surgery rooms yep. and uh, all inside a natural limestone cave mm-hmm. that they had, uh, con- you know, did concrete structuring inside. Yep, so yep. that, again, just continued to bring that war history home. Yep. Um, but exploring the island by motorbike, lots of fun, and uh, then... Our plan was definitely to find some way to see the famous Haolong Bay, uh, which is just so many standalone rock formation islands. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up, uh, through meeting this local guy, uh, hiring a boat, us three, me, Lauren, and Piotr, and uh, hired a boat really with no trust or connection. It was not an there official was company. No paper signs. No paper we sign. just got on this boat. <laughs> it wasn't even a tour boat. It was just a fisherman's boat. Um, it was awesome. And everybody else was going on these big, like, kind of pirate shippy cruise things. That's where all yeah. the other backpackers were, and they kind of packed them all in these big boats. And that looked like a, a certain kind of fun. But ours was very much like, so much better. we might be the pirates. We're not sure. You know, so we... Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, we... Uh, with a little bit of trepidation, woke up early and got on this guy's boat, and then it turned out to be not his boat, but he gave it to somebody else, and so we're on somebody else's boat, mm-hmm. and so we weren't even with the guy we met. The um, idea is you just have no idea, you you just, you pay money, and you completely go... Completely trust. You just go where they tell yeah. you to go. And these, these long tail boats are very loud, and we're just mm-hmm. puttering off into the islands, hoping it'll all yeah. go well. We got and, to see a really cool floating yep. village. Oh, yeah, the, just thousands of little houses and s- small restaurants, things like that. Float. Floating in the middle of these iconic limestone towers that are just popping out of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's it's really beautiful and we stopped at one point and picked up some kayaks and kayaked around uh, under some of the little caves and uh, through some of the arches and stopped and snorkeled for a while and saw a wedding going on that was pretty cool that was neat great wedding photos i'm sure um, Our um, boat driver took us to lunch at a floating restaurant, uh, which was basically someone's house. And so we just pulled up, and it was just us three again. And um, we were looking at the menu, and she's like, oh, I'm just making fried noodles with egg and vegetables. So that's what you get. And we're like, oh, It wasn't okay. a menu. That's what she was making. That was what she was making. It was understandable. Yeah. It was pretty much a house, but, you know. But we had been looking at and admiring her nets that she had out um, in the open water. In yeah. the open water, containing various uh, seafood. And, and um, Piotr was pretty determined that he wanted to try some squid. So we were like, okay, that, that noodle dish sounds delicious, but we'd pay a little extra if you'd throw some squid in there. And she kind of rolled her eyes and was like, fine. So she walks over to the edge of this net in the water and grabs a smaller net and scoops up a live wriggling squid takes it in the kitchen and just about 10-15 minutes later squid noodles squid noodles with the best view ever of these oh, beautiful islands it was the best lunch and ever the squid tried, was delicious yeah it was so um, good it just oh. we felt very much a part of their little subculture out there in these floating uh, mm. floating towns uh, just eating nice. that squid and uh, and yeah. then we puttered our boat on the way back and we got to dangle our legs right off the front we were the only ones on this little boat and mm-hmm. put some bluegrass music on and just really oh. bonded with our friend Piotr and danced the night away in the town afterwards and it just really turned to a very memorable fun adventure that mm-hmm. was so much more fun with a, an excitable young young adult just uh, <laughs> high on life and uh, very much saying you, you must go, you have to go, let's yes. do this. Just, we're, we're just kind of maybe in a little bit, as we mentioned, fragile, sick time. A little he's like, sick. He's like, it's okay, you'll be You're fine. You're only here once, you'll go. Once. You must. Yeah, so without Piotr, I don't know if we would have done that adventure. So go team, go. <laughs> and now for lessons learned, I'm going to share with you a couple of the travel hacks that have become a part of everyday life for us. So one of the things that we have to do a lot is take small flights in between large um, distances between cities. So we've taken a lot of flights because they actually end up being a bit cheaper um, than even taking the bus sometimes. So when you travel that much by plane, you don't want to spend too much money checking bags. So we don't. We just carry everything that we have. So we do carry on. But with a lot of these flights that you buy that are very inexpensive, you have a seven kilogram limit per person. So what we do, and that's about 14 pounds, which is very light. So what we do is we empty our bags of all of our clothes and anything we could possibly put on our bodies and we put it on our bodies. So we wear all of our clothes and we put our Bibles and our heavy things and anything that weighs a lot, put them in the pockets and we go up to the counter and so far we haven't had to check a single bag so we've saved hundreds we figure Um, another thing that we do is we use packing cubes and this is a lifesaver even though it does add a minimal amount of weight it's super worth it because you can just keep everything separated and organized so when you're unpacking and packing as constantly as we do it's just so important to know where is that one exact thing i can always know okay i know that my miniature flash drive is in that bag with all the random little things that i have so in a pinch if i need that for something i know where it is um another thing that we do is we use tiger balm which you can get in the states pretty much anywhere i think but it's everywhere here in asia it's like 
the number one thing you see when you walk into a 7-Eleven. It's just this wall full of Tiger Balm products. And what it's really good for, it's like kind of a hot and cold um, ointment that you can put on, and it's really good for soothing muscles, but it also is extremely good for curing or healing mosquito bites. So we'll get bitten, and then we'll put on a little um, Tiger Balm, and the next day the bite is pretty much gone. So we highly recommend that. And the final travel hack that we use has to do with laundry. Sometimes it takes a lot of time to do a full load when you are hand washing, or it costs a lot to have someone else do it. So um, when you're traveling Southeast Asia, you can get pretty sweaty and hot during the day. So you'll have your shirts and things that you, I mean, we really only have about two or three, well, really, I think I have four shirts. Um, and so we need to be cleaning them on a regular basis. So what we do is we just take those items into the shower with us wash them in the shower, wring them out, set them out to dry, and usually it takes about at least a half a day, maybe a full day for it to dry. So that's just a quick way, instead of having to stop and do a big full load with detergents and everything, just take them into the shower and use your soap, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty quick way to do laundry. And now we're going to have our interview with our hostel host when we were staying in Dalat. Okay, this is our friend Lee. He is working at the hostel that we stayed at for a couple days. We loved staying here, and he's going to tell us some some fun stuff about Vietnam. So, what do you love about Vietnam? Vietnam, the people are very friendly. It's mm. fun, and the country is so beautiful. We had the mountain, the ocean, both sides. So many things for you to see. Yeah. We're small country, but very long. The mm-hmm. north, the south, and in the central highland, different, different culture, different for many things. Right, and so we're actually up in the in the mountains in the Central Highland, right? Yeah. Uh, a city called Dalat, which I think we we would say is probably our favorite place in Vietnam. It is just beautiful. So, how long have you lived in Dalat? For me, I, I my hometown in Mune, and I come here about three and, three and a half years before. Great, that's yeah. awesome. All but right. the weather in here look like in Europe. Yeah, 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 it is. Yes. It's like it's like Europe, absolutely. So many flowers and pine trees. It's a little cooler. We kind yeah. of escaped from the heat coming up here, which is nice. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what do you like to do for fun? For fun, for me, I fun for the motorway. Mm-hmm. Because in Vietnam, we use to the motorway. Yes. Yeah. That is the if way to get around. If you can ride yourself, rent the bike. If you don't want, you can go by easy rider. Yeah. We show you the countryside, the life, real life Vietnamese people. Yeah, so these guys at this hostel started a really cool company called Easy Rider. And they, they take they take people out into the countryside. And yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit more about Easy Rider? Oh, so many things we get talking about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really, really awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. very good. Well, what else? Oh, and what is your favorite Vietnamese food? Food in Vietnamese food, we favorite for the spring roll. Oh yeah, spring uh, rolls are pho. great. And pho. 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 We call pho. Banh mi. Banh mi are sandwiches with really good bread. Oh. He makes very good sandwiches for us And come morning. to here, yeah. we can help you learn Vietnamese language. Yeah, we, we learned a little bit. We learned how to say... <coughs> it's very hard because the inflection is, is, is challenging, but... Cam un. Cam Cam un. Can't get it right. And then bon uh, quay is how are you, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, awesome. Um, I have one more question, and that is that in America we don't have these these shrines down here. Could you tell me what they are? And uh, and you, I know you present gifts and fruit and incense. And um, could you tell me about that? So we had um, Asian people, and about in Vietnam, about we had forty percent of people follow the Buddhism. Yes. Yeah. So when the people follow the Buddhism. 
when in the um, house of in the hotel and business it we worship the buddha mm-hmm. buddha they had the uh, thousand level but depend and we hope to lucky for life for family for health for everything yes and the first day in the month and in the middle day of the month we worship some flower and some brood for Buddha. Mm-hmm. Maybe cigarette, coffee. Yeah, cigarettes. <laughs> all, all your favorite things. For, the, for happy Buddha. Does the Buddha like and cigarettes? We, we hope they yeah. smiling and they have to yeah. lucky everything. Yeah. Right. So do you do you pray every day and do you bring treats uh, every day? Every day for the you to the insect. Incense. Incense every day. Every day. Yeah. 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 But in the for flower and for fruit just um. About ten day, ten day, every ten yes, days. Gotcha. Wow, yes. I it's so beautiful. Every every shop we've gone into, every hostel, every home has a little Buddha, and that's um, yeah. And they, there's always treats of, of different varieties. And when the Buddha. lunar, uh, when the full moon, mm-hmm. we burn the money. Burn money. Burn the money. But not not brew the money. Oh, okay. <laughs> <Pay money. laughs> when you come wow. in, sometimes you see on the way they had the one hundred dollar yeah. of one hundred fifty thousand five hundred yeah. Vietnamese dong on the street. I've seen on some. the street. Ah. Yes, this is not real. Oh. Fake money, but you symbolize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Awesome. Wow. Thank you. I I wish I'd asked that sooner. I'm and now I know. <laughs> Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, and how do we say goodbye in Vietnamese? You can say. Tam big. Tam big. That means the goodbye. Goodbye. All right. Tam big. Tam big. Thank you so much. In conclusion, Vietnam made us work for it a little bit. We had to work past some of where we were at to get out there and go see things, despite uh, just sickness and processing our season. Um, but. At the uh, doorstep of every hostel was motorbikes to rent, and I think that really opened up Vietnam for us when we said yes to a very wild thing, which was driving motorbikes. And uh, almost everywhere we went, we just, on a whim, would rent the motorbike for one day or four days or whatever, and that just opened up so many possibilities to see out-of-the-way places and waterfalls and mountains, and, uh, and really driving the bike itself is, is an adventure, I would say you almost don't even need to experience wherever you happen to go after you drove there. That's just how adventurous some of the rides and how scenic some of the rides were. So uh, that to me will always stick out in my mind, uh, just that uh, Vietnam beckons you, but you have to step up. And uh, <laughs> we, we even where we were at had just hearts of adventure. And I look back fondly as we think of just how we rose above and got to see so many things uh, on two wheels. It was wonderful. Thank you.